Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video store still exists. I'm so sorry everyone I gave the Admiral a Dr. Pepper before we started the show this might be a little bit hyper. I haven't even opened it yet <laughs> and it's a mini it's a mini okay just a little bit of nitro boost but yeah I haven't even opened it yet. Hi everyone, I'm Bud Maestro, by the way. The Admiral forgot to... Thank you, Bud Maestro, for joining us! <laughs> Welcome back to Cinema Gems, y'all. We're another podcast that mostly talks about movies, sometimes other cinema-adjacent things. Why are you taking off your belt? Oh no, I'm oh. literally just... That was a weird moment. It's <laughs> about to get real weird. <laughs> it's just my seatbelts. We, we mostly do movies and TV belt. shows and, and other podcasts occasionally, I guess. Uh, and food, occasionally. We yeah. haven't done that in a minute. No, but we, we might again. I don't know. We send some recommendations. We'll show you how. Did you like my while. radio announcer voice? For I like your radio announcer World War Three. Red Dog. Yeah, so just to clarify, this is the 1984 Red Dog. Yes, not, not the, the 2012. One, not the one with Josh Peck and, uh, and Thor. Um, which, by the way, I'm surprised somebody hasn't photoshopped out that AK-47 for uh, Stormbreaker. Oh my god. It probably somewhere on the internet. Probably somewhere on the internet. But look, the, in case you've been literally living under an actual rock for the last few weeks, uh, I'm just going to gesture broadly at all the shit going on between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, we talked about it briefly last yeah. week. and It's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, Russia is being ruled by an actual fucking dictator and they are committing actual active war crimes on a daily basis over the last few weeks and hopefully will be held to task for those crimes very soon. But in the meantime, all we can do is uh, hope for the best for Ukraine, hope for the best for ourselves, hope for the best for the civilians in Russia that want nothing to do with all of this. And also the world? Right. Because of the possible, P possible um, Let's that consequences yes. of uh, tyrannical dictators Good. having giant dick measuring contests. Good word choice. While using the world as their playground and pretending there are no consequences. Oh. So, uh, and we thought we, we made the joke last week, like, oh, we're going to review it to see how things go. Things and things have gotten worse. <laughs> well, uh, um, well, that escalated quickly. Um, so we decided to let's do this. Depending on how things go, we probably won't mention this again. We probably won't mention Ukraine again. because I hope we don't have to. Yeah. Uh, and I also hope that this episode and the movie we're reviewing doesn't, for some reason, become a survival guide. If so, remember to keep it downloaded on... Yeah, you can do that off yeah. of lowrainpictures.com. Download it so you always have it. Uh, I don't know how much you want to have us constantly in your ears. I... Well, we should talk about that we did gain a new listener. And we are his A... AS... His, his ASMR. We yes. are his goodnight ASMR, so, which I, I find incredibly uh, flattering. So, so we're three minutes in, so let's just go ahead and say, Good night, dead good, Tom. Good night, dead Tom. And if we don't see you, good, good morning, good evening, and good luck. <laughs> Did you really just do that? Yep. <laughs> Could you tell the listeners what you just referenced in case they missed uh, it? I've referenced both Truman Show and possibly Good Night and uh, Good Luck. There you go. Because 
That's actually probably my favorite George Clooney movie, even though he's not in it that much. I've never seen that one. I have seen uh, Truman Show, and oh. I cried my eyes out when I did. It's um, I have movie. to send you uh, a YouTube that I should have wrote down for the algorithm that got me. Oh, wait. I know what it was. It was What Culture. They talked oh, about 20, like uh, uh, 20 things uh, behind we, Truman we Show. We can talk about What Culture in a segment that we have at the end of the, uh, the show, toward the later third of the show. Oh yeah, about yeah. the algorithm and all. That. Oh no, the, literally that was it. I've been watching them for years. I've been literally been watching them since they began. They're they're because they're them. British, they're nerds, and I'm yeah. like, that's my people. They're pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, we're not reviewing a wholesome movie like The Truman Show today. We're reviewing something incredibly terrifying, and I have to apologize because before I saw this movie, and I had only kind of heard about it in passing and seen it through like Family Guy parodies and stuff, I assumed. That it was just going to nothing but glorify war. I thought that this movie, based on its trailers and general premise, was a bunch of teenagers getting the chance to stage all-out war and use actual people as practice, you know, shooting test and dummies and, yeah, America, fuck yeah. And it is that a little bit, but it is also... Uh, and we'll get into this later on, uh, has a very realistic takeaway of war and the consequences, uh, literal and emotional, of war. And I've also uh, asked you to read the opening text yes, so let me wake for Red Dawn, because um, a lot of stuff has to happen for this movie to, to take place. Yes, so... <clears throat> Would, no, no, you, you gotta say about the, the thing you wanted to say, or I set you up for it and you didn't do anything with uh, which which one? What the suspension of disbelief? Oh well, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna read the the intro to this movie, just in case you've never seen this movie before, or it's been a while. It's been a while uh, since you've seen this movie. It is on Stars. This, you can watch it on Stars. Uh, I I just emailed the admiral and went, "Hey, can I borrow the DVD? I know you have it in the video store. I mean, I did, even the mobile video uh, yeah. store. I I I watched the DVD too." Uh, so, and I'm glad I watched the DVD because thank God for subtitles in this movie. My God. Um, this movie, the writers of this movie props to them because they knew the amount of suspension of disbelief, the, the amount of mental gymnastics required to set up America as the invasion place, as the home team of a invasion from a foreign force. And for the Americans to be the underdogs, for that invasion to be successful, and for the Americans to be the underdogs. So let me just read the the opening text in this movie of, so, in an alternate timeline, Soviet Union, take two. It's okay, go ahead. Take two, action. We're not editing this out. The Soviet Union suffers worst wheat harvest in 55 years. Labor and food riots in Poland. Soviet troops invade. Cuba and Nicaragua reach troop strength goals of 500,000. El Salvador and Honduras fall. Waiting for the text to catch up. Green's party gains control of West German parliament. Demands withdrawal of nuclear weapons from European soil. Mexico plunged into revolution. NATO dissolves. United States stands alone. So they know, like, in the first 30 seconds of this movie, all of the things that have to go wrong for this to be remotely plausible. Yeah. At all. Like, oh. it is clearly an alternate timeline where, like, 
all of the things that could go wrong, which, as we know, historically didn't. NATO is still very much a thing. The United Nations is still very much a thing. We eventually got Cuba back. Actually, we didn't get Cuba back. Yeah, they're independent. Same. Yeah. I, wow. Cuba was eventually liberated from the Soviet Union. Correct. You, know what I mean. you mean what I know. I know what you mean. You just got to watch how you say it. I apologize. It's okay. So... Uh, so, so you know how we did trivia uh, for last week for uh, Captain Ron? Yeah. Do you want to know about some trivia for this movie? Go for it. Okay, so... I have a feeling you're going to tell me anyway. The plot, a Soviet and Cuban invasion from Mexico was based on a CIA and war college study of U.S. weakness at the time. So it's literally based on a CIA t- tactic. <laughs> Well, literally based on a CIA war game of, all right, all of this shit goes wrong, what do you do? Um, what and, do we do? And also, we do want to talk uh, about uh, Patrick Swayze's, uh, you know, the, the loss that was Patrick Swayze before we get into it. Yeah. Because um, he is great. I love Roadhouse. When did he pass away? Uh, 2014? Oh, okay. Yeah. We just want to, you know, the late, great... Uh, I'll give you an actual date in a second because you messed up my train of thought. Sorry, Admiral. Jeez. Um, but no, we just uh, 2009. Sorry, I was off. But yes, 2009. He's 57. He was young. Damn. Yeah, he he was very young, but he was a fantastic actor in all the roles that I've seen him in. I haven't seen all of his work. Obviously, I choose not to watch Dirty Dancing for obvious reasons. I don't think I've ever actually seen all of Dirty he, Dancing. He he he. he he dates an underage girl oh yeah that's weird yeah. i'm good no roadhouse thanks. point break point break roadhouse and this one are probably my favorite of the three but if i have to choose it would be point break and also ghost yes which the movie i have actually seen in the last few years i, I ghost i like but it's just a it's it, it's a, it's a weird premise. is that in whoopi goldberg month i don't even know what you're talking about Okay, cool. So, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> oh, and he, uh, Patrick uh, Swayze, did get frostbite actually filming this movie. Yeah, because like, it looked like they were yeah. really out in the fucking cold. Uh, which, by the way, um, I just, uh, I'm glad that uh, he's also in Donnie Darko. I don't know if you've seen Donnie Darko. A long time ago. Yeah, when we when were I like was in an college. Emo high schooler. <laughs> oh, I just doing this movie. When I was an emo high schooler, I was, and all my friends were emo high schoolers, I was like, oh, I gotta check out this movie. It seems so dark and edgy. Oh, it's just about a schizophrenic kid having nightmares of a demon bunny. Yep. Alright. <laughs> cool. Best uh, part of the movie is the song. Uh, oh, and also the Green Berets actually helped the actors do like a trial boot camp. Cool. That's why That's why a lot of things in this movie seem maybe a little bit more convincing and thought out than so many other action movies like it. Patrick Swayze also stayed in character through filming. He was Jed Eckert. The, the whole time? The whole time. He did not break character. Good on him. I, I can only imagine that means he was probably a bit disrespectful to all of his female co-stars and Possibly. crew members. Um, I also, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but this is my favorite Char- Charlie Sheen role. We were talking about this before the show, <laughs> and I have to agree with you because this is the first role I've seen Charlie Sheen in where I don't see Charlie Sheen the whole time. 
I, yeah, I he's don't. Just, he's a better supporting character when people don't need to recognize yeah, him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, he, he was really good as the, the younger brother, just wanting to follow his older brother into, in, through fucking whatever. This movie is very much in so many ways a relic of its time. Not just with the Cold War fear baked thoroughly into this movie, but also a lot of the ideas of masculinity and sexuality and things that were acceptable in the 80s and are definitely not acceptable now. Um, that, uh, yes, I 100% agree with you on that one. And I like that we've come to this, like, viewpoint that when we reviewed Coming to America, you were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then last week we reviewed Captain Ron mm-hmm. and I felt differently about certain things. So we came to the mutual agreement that this yeah. is a this is literally a time, it's capsule, a time capsule from 1984. Yeah, open. Uh, I think 37 years, and just like because the movie was so willing to acknowledge Jump. the suspension of disbelief required to buy any of this, I am willing to suspend disbelief and give a momentary pass on some of the things that were socially acceptable you, in the you 80s. passed Red Dawn? Kind of. A I little mean, bit. It definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I was going to say no. There's no Bechdel test for this movie to pass. Um, There's two female characters, and I don't even know if they really talk to each other. They're mostly just... They're, they're introduced as family heirlooms. We haven't even gotten into the plot so, of this movie. I'm so, so sorry. Movie opens up. They're late for school. Uh, Patrick Swayze's... Uh, Jumps Dro- off, yeah, off Charlie off, Sheen. Dropping off his brother and their fr- their football team. Yeah. And uh, gets to, I guess, I'm assuming history class? Yeah. And, uh, by the way, do you want to do you want to talk about Frank uh, Mare- uh, McRae, the, the history teacher? He's also from License to Kill. I don't know if you've seen the I've Timothy Dalton it. James Bond movie. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he died last year. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I just want to, you know. Mentioned that to him, and he was really good. I loved him in all the roles that he's in. Yeah, I really liked him in Loaded Weapon One a lot. But I think I've my favorite role. I'm sorry, it's okay. My favorite role was License uh, to Kill. I really liked okay. Him. Really I mean, he, liked he was him. fine as the history teacher in this. And you, to be fair, the Admiral did give me a trigger warning at Swapper Jacks uh, before handing this movie off to me and told me, "Hey, I think I said it multiple opening, times. Multiple times. That was you like, hey, by the way, just let like, you know, it starts you were, off real hard. Like you were doing your best to, and you, you're credit or credits you. You were doing your best to emotionally prepare me for this movie goes hard right out. It's game. balls to the wall. Because we're in two minutes of history class, and then paratroopers are dropping, Literally, and then I think teacher goes out room. the door." It might just be homeroom. Yeah. No, and no, I walks think, out the door yeah. and immediately just gets fucking gunned down. Yeah. And then they're spraying and praying into the windows. We see students getting shot and slumped over. Like, this movie immediately sets, like, no, we're not doing any of the usual tropes of women and children don't get harmed magically. And the soldiers' bullets aren't like stormtroopers, where the main characters have plot armor. No one has plot armor in this movie. And I kind of love it. Yeah. It uh, adds a sense of realism in this otherwise very tongue-in-cheek premise. It has, like, weight. That's what I love most about things. By the way, the Dr. Pepper's opening now. Everyone drink water or caffeine of your choosing. I don't um, care. I'll wait since you're drinking some water. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, I have to agree with you that it has weight because, okay, I'm not a masochist and I'm not a nihilist. 
I don't enjoy watching people getting killed, fictional or otherwise. I want to point that out. I was never a fan of r slash watch people die, and I don't miss it. Uh, no, I'm just saying that um, for a for a for a type of media or artwork to move me, like as in a comic book or or a movie or something, people's lives have to mean something. Exactly. And I'm not saying I want somebody to die every fucking five minutes. I'm just like... But knowing that someone is untouchable... Exactly. Makes them a little bit less interesting. That's why, uh, remember when I told you I read the Captain's Meet yes. for the Star Trek comic yes. book I read? And I was like, nobody died. There was no wait. Even though they set Next Generation five years, I think around actually Nemesis time. Okay. The timeline. Yeah. They set it past that. And I was like, oh, okay. People could, these people could, nobody died at all. Not even fake died. Okay. And I'm just like, way, way to go, Q. You could have held everybody at hostage and held the earth. I would have done it differently, but it's fine. Uh, give me just a sec. I have to check on something to make sure the front door of the annex isn't fully locked because GLaDOS is still on their way home. Got it. Okay, cool. So I'll yeah, keep it going. So basically, um, they run throughout the school and, uh, Jed and his brother and his friend, uh, not Jed, his uh, Jed's brother, aka Charlie Sheen, and the guy with the Star Wars hat that you see in the posters. <coughs> Basically, he, they run through, get into Patrick Swayze's, the Patrick Swayze mobile, the Swayze mobile. Yeah, the Swayze mobile, the, the, Swayze the truck. Mobile. Gets up, which by the way, the truck looks like it's from the fifties. Uh, they go to a little mom pop stop and shop. No, actually, they get a bunch of people on too. Yeah, they get a bunch of their football team friends. Basically, a whole bunch of the high schoolers just like fucking get in. We're and I'm running. also glad that they didn't leave that one kid behind. Like yeah. you know how you know how sometimes like oh you're out of luck. Like they literally nah, slowed down yeah. as much as possible without getting stopped yeah. by the Russian army. Yeah. Um. And so as they they go to the mom and pop store, and uh, the dad gives them what gasoline, bows and arrows. Literally just tells them, raid the whole place, get and everything you need. Did I see fireworks correctly, or...? I think there were fireworks in there. There was definitely guns and ammo. There was all kinds of non-perishable canned goods. No bottle of water. Yeah, that was Lot, kind of... Lots of Coke. That, <laughs> oh, that's the Dr. Pepper? Was like, oh, God, y'all are gonna be so sick. If you're drinking <laughs> nothing but Dr. Pepper up in the fucking woods, <laughs> y'all are gonna be so sick. So they head up as far as they can go. Yeah far away from town sorry um and the guy the i think it's the guy with the star wars hat yeah this is dad basically is like hey you need to not come back yeah straight up we are dead to you and don't come back we are dead to you do not come back no matter what you hear we will come find you yeah his father ends up dying because he helped them yeah straight up Dies off screen, and I'm not going to say that I like on-screen deaths, but the weight of that, just like, your dad died, dude. Like, yeah. he helped you guys. He got shot to sh make to make show of what not to do. I will say, the weight of that does come from the actor's reaction to hearing his dad's death. Like, he's clearly shaken up by this. And you know who that is, right? That tells him? Mm -hmm. That's Harry Dean Stanton, a.k.a. Uh, the, the guy with the Hawaiian shirt that's looking for Jonesy and aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also the guy's like, you got clothes on from Avengers? Yeah. That's him. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. been in a shit ton of movies and he died uh, recently as well. Oh. 
I mean, he was he was fantastic in his little parts of the movie, except for when he referred to his granddaughters as uh, family heirlooms. Uh, that was a little bit weird. Yeah, uh, he was also toot toot in the Green Mile. Okay. He, he straight up tells these boys, like, yo, take these girls with you. They're probably going to be safer with you than they are with us. Because, fuck. <laughs> Look, like we said, this is a product of its time. Absolutely a product of We're its time. We're not giving it a pass. That because... being said, being a product of its time, it actually does some impressive things. Like we said, no one really has plot armor out uh, Beyond the initial escape scene of everyone getting out of the high school, which is, hey, a good DMing tip if you're writing a story or writing a, a D&D campaign, is make it easier for your players to escape the initial thing, the initial, oh fuck, everything's on fire. Make it easier for them to escape that, and then when they come back, ramp up the difficulty. Um. So listeners, if you, like me, are like... Oh no, he brought up another D&D joke. Please let us know if you want us to keep that in or not. Oh my god, did you really just roll a dice? I, I did. What are you, just Gary Gygax like, from the just, Futurama episode? Shut up, this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying anything wrong, but pleasure to meet you! Ben, ben, are we talking the actual D&D episode, or are we talking Bender's game? That Those are both the same that you're talking about. I'm talking about the What If Machine! Yeah, the What If Machine. I love that episode. I fucking love that episode. Oh, by the way, I have Futurama news later. Oh, but nice. Let's go on. Okay. Let's go on. I know what that is. Um, so, while basically they're living in the woods, they're using guerrilla tactics. The type of tactics that the... Before they get to use their guerrilla tactics, though, they find essentially the concentration camp. Made up oh. of all the adults. You mean the in one with the the drive-in that the they drive just play the propaganda. propaganda? Yeah, and they see their dad, and their dad tells them, "Y'all need to get the fuck out." And he also says, he straight up yeah. tells them, "Like, look, I know I did a lot of things to y'all, and made y'all do a lot of things that you probably hate me for, and you're absolutely right to hate me for those things. But I hope now you understand why I taught you those things. Yes, yeah. like you need to learn this, and you need to do this, and also, by the way, get the fuck out of here." They're looking for you specifically. They are know that they're looking for you. And they even go into um, an actual, like, they, and they go into a, a bookstore yeah. or yes. a gas station or something. And there's literally there's patrolmen yeah. walking on top of, like, I guess, rafters or wherever they yeah. could to survey. And I love that. The uh, Patrick Swayze's friend just like you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they're literally looking for you. What the fuck, dude? Um, shortly after they see their dad in this concentration camp with the fucking drive-in propaganda, uh, they get to witness their execution. Uh, I, I think shortly, a few scenes after we cut to it's. Uh, during the day and they all just in a shooting line they start singing america the beautiful and they're all gunned down from tank machine guns which i mean it's a little bit overkill but i mean i'm uh, it's know. all about the patriotism 1984 reagan america no i meant the the machine guns from the tanks like having three of them gunned down no, I, like 10 people but i'm also saying it's I because know. of reaganism but, and uh, which uh, by the, the way pop- reaganomics would be the better joke Reaganomics. Um, which, by the way, um, 
Harry Dean Stanton is their dad, not the guy who gives them gives yeah, the yeah. Chip. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to specify. Th- those are two separate people. Correct. They both die. We just watch one of them die. Yes. And then a few scenes later, a little bit, like right after that, is when the guerrilla warfare really starts, which, I believe. Which I like that the writers themselves went back to, hey, what did, what can we start to, quote unquote, start another revolution? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the tactics that we used in the Revolutionary War. Yep. And also, I hate to say it, but also the Viet Cong used against us yep. in Vietnam. Yep. Yeah. You, like, you... So I think this movie Never mind, not, not gonna say. Right after Vietnam, right? <clears throat> Vietnam ended in the 60s, man. So yeah, right after Vietnam. It happened in 84. So it was like 15-ish years after Vietnam. It's fine. <laughs> Technically, not untrue. I said after Vietnam. The way you said it... <laughs> the way you said it... I never claimed to be an American history major. The way you said it was like, it just ended. Like it ended the day before. I never claimed to be a history expert. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, well, that's fine. So we show, they see, we go through basically, I think like four or five months of them yeah. living. Like they actually start hunting. Yeah. Um, and they start eating deer. Yeah. Um, and then they're getting through and they meet a uh, green beret. Who gets shot down. Correct. Which, by the way, this is a great, like, I guess it's almost a deus ex machina kind of thing. Kind of, sort of, not really, except... I guess it's like a mentor kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they're just... They find a way to enter somebody to give them exposition. To tell them what the fuck happened. And to give them further tools of how to survive this and genuinely be better. Which makes uh, all the things they survive subsequently... A bit more believable yeah. in how they do it because they actually had professional help. Yeah. Um, so basically, it tells them that uh, Washington is dead. Like yeah. Washington's the a bit, key, I think, key points in the U.S. have been nuked, completely wiped out. But we've held the Russians up until the Mississippi, so that means the the New Orleans boys. Oh was, yeah, we're fine. We're. <laughs> I mean, we're probably bombed because we're New we're, Orleans. They're they're not gonna bomb us because we're a port city. We're way too valuable. No, they probably would do it to cut off food, uh, to create food scarcity for the other parts of the country. Mm. It's, a, it's. I'm not. A, I'm not going to say what I think the more what the smarter strategy would be here, just in case there are KGB agents listening for uh, for advice. Fuck you. Um, also, um, Milos knows nothing. <sighs> It's it's one of his characters at Swapper Jack. He has a little Cossack hat on. It's pretty adorable. Milos. Milos. Comrade Milos. Which, to be fair... Boris Milos Chaskovsky. Chaskovsky? Yes. Is that... A, okay, that's fine. I'll allow it. Um, we started doing that bit before all the Ukraine-Russia start really... Shit really started to hit the fan. And then we st- abruptly stopped. Abruptly stopped. <laughs> Now, it just so happened to coincide with... With it getting warmer? Yeah. Literally, <laughs> with you not needing to wear the hat at work anymore. Yep. I'm just happy it coincided like that, because I would have felt weird if you... Like, if you go up to me and do a Russian accent at work, I'm not gonna not answer in a Russian accent, but it's also gonna be kind of weird. And also, some of the some of the new people are gonna be like, are we just gonna let this happen? 
They're literal KGB agents at Swapper Jacks. What are we doing? <laughs> Besides that point. Um, I love how that got you. Oh my god. That got you I so much. You. <laughs> so, uh, so they basically learn tactics from... Uh, what's his character's name? Oh god. Because um, he's also... He's, he's Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Tanner. Isn't he? Played by Powers Booth. Cool. Yeah, that's Powers Booth is, he's, he's in, he's the president from 24. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen more than one episode of 24. You know what? That That's really weird because you strike me as the type that would watch 24 every I never time. watched it. Wow, I've read that completely wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've read it completely wrong. I thought you were going to be like... Fuck yeah, 24! Fucking love that shit. I, I think I've watched maybe one episode of it. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It's uh, not something I'd shoot down. It wasn't bad. It's just... It's not super my thing. It's like Blacklist. Oh, God. I, I don't know what the big draw is. I, I can't... Just like I can't justify getting into One Piece because there's so much of it, but it is a cool concept. Blacklist is a really cool concept, but by now there's like 20 seasons, and they're all really... Just convoluted yeah just like supernatural so there's I'm 15 good. now i'm i'm good super i need to finish Sup- supernatural you don't no no first five seasons no that's all you need to do no i'm reading right. that fanfic bro oh, i'm God. reading that fanfic Stop. i'm reading it Stop. because after five it's a fanfic that's all it is <sighs> let's keep going with the actual movie we're here to review stay on target i am, I am on season 13 of supernatural so i don't have that 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 far to go Stay on target. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that, but okay. So, um, uh, they learn tactics. They get ambushed, or they am- don't they ambush the Russians? They ambush Russians several times. They ambush the tanks, I believe. The tanks is where the powers booth goes down. Yeah, it's also where one of the uh, one of the other kids and the group goes down. The guy with the the yes, not the guy with the Star Wars hat. The guy with the yeah, Star- the guy with the Star Wars hat has a more unfortunate fate. He's not the one that turns him in, though. Right? I'm pretty sure. He no, is. he's not because his dad died. He's the guy who shoots yeah, him. Yeah, the the kid's politi- the the kid whose dad is a politician. Mayor, he's the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's the kid that does a heel turn immediately. It's not even a heel turn so much. Like it's kind of a sympathetic heel turn. I guess he was playing the long game because they didn't know for a while. In- the mayor, the the mayor was heel hundred percent. He was fully from the beginning willing to sell out his town for him and his family. Yep, foolishly because there's no way that goes well for you and your family. No. Um, the kid goes into town to find his dad, get captured by Russians, get tortured by Russians. They plant a bug in his body. No, he has to swallow it. Like they literally forced. They forced him to, him to swat. They put a bug in his body. They put a. a but the way you bug. said it, they like surgically opened him up, put the bug in, sewed him back up, and then sent him back off into the wild. He swallowed it. He needed besides besides semantics. What's the difference? I literally just listed the difference. <laughs> besides the <laughs> semantics of having to cut someone open versus them swallowing a pill. What's you know how neurotic I am. Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> because it annoys you. For the same reason you give me a sign language L at work. <laughs> love. L for love. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Ooh, L words. Yay. Yeah. Um, so, 
Uh, he, uh, they basically send a task force of Russians to hunt down. Yes. Um, the Wolverines. That's what they've called themselves. Yes, they named themselves after their football team. They were all players on the football team in their local high school. Most of them were. Most of them were. Um, and then we also get Leah Thompson from uh, Back to the Future. Cool. I was like, wait, where do I know and her And then from? the other chick is... Uh, Tony. Yeah, but she's also from Go- uh, she's also from Goonies. No, she's from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cool. That's where she's Ferris Bueller's sister. Excuse me. I was wondering where the hell, where the hell I saw her before. But yeah, those cool. two characters don't really talk to each other at all. Ah. Uh, so 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 basically, after like after Powers Booth gets killed, they f- go to hunt the the Turnheel kid. Yeah. Uh, they find out. And they they survive most of the Russians except for a few mm-hmm. uh, that are that get hurt and get you know get skewered by things or not skewered but I can't think of the word right now dismembered no wounded oh wounded uh, couldn't think of the mem- because you brought up semantics about a bug in- and my brain is on that point <laughs> of how you don't understand there's a difference I'm so sorry but it's fine I do understand the difference I just it's like annoying fine. the admiral it's fine. <laughs> it's fine I'm neurotic I've come to terms with it I've made it a part of my personality it's a fun aspect to me only um so sorry I'm using my hand Daryl Daryl decides yeah. to hey my dad uh my dad you know i found Turned my dad in, yeah is that tournament basically they put a bu- they they made me swallow a bug they put a bug inside me they made me swallow it blah blah, blah. and uh, the spetsnaz unit comes out to get them and well this is after that they captured they have one russian left yeah and they, you know, they sit the Russian down and he's like, and he's like, I know you can speak. Well, so he starts citing his name. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what they're yeah. about to do. Yeah. Um, so basically puts, and they're like, no. So they take him out to a field. And I love that, that, uh, I love that there are some viewpoints that Charlie Sheen as an actor was like, we cannot do this to these people. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he cares about the Russian. I think he cares about more about Daryl. Because yeah. that Daryl was their friend. Literally one of them from the beginning of all this. So basically they shoot the Russian. Uh, they shoot the... I don't want to say cosmonaut, but they shoot him. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about just letting Daryl go. There's like, just let him go. Just let Daryl go. And fucking Robert just comes out of nowhere. Pop. Yeah. No, he fucking AK-47s his ass. Yeah. And gets blood on him. And he's like, let's go. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit, that was a turn for... That was the Walter White moment yeah. for Daryl. The Walter White moment had definitely been brewing. Like, there's an earlier scene where the lieutenant colonel uh, sees Robert um, etching in the kill count. And he's like, what you doing? On his butt. And he recognizes that as, like, that hate will destroy you. Yep. That hate will rot you from the inside. Powers if booth. that's what's driving you in all of this... You are not going to recognize yourself in a few years. I think it's because his dad. Yeah. It's literally because... 100% when when he lost his dad, he was just like, I have nothing to live for now. I'm just a fucking killing machine. That's exactly These, it. Yeah. I am, I, am, I am the cannon and they are the fodder. They must die. Yeah. Um. So, 
while that's going on, it goes, it changes uh, more to spring, and they come down a little bit further, and they see that the Russians are dropping food. Or I think they're, I think they accidentally dropped food, but it was a trap. Oh, 100 percent, it was a trap. But I think because they, gunships come down and just rip them apart. Yeah, uh, but I like that you know they got to actually eat food, like actual, like real, f- like sustenance, kind yeah. of. I know most of it was carbs. But it was nice to like the uh, fruits. That that fruits in there. I mean, it's still, but that goes to sugar, which carbs do the same thing. Yeah, but it's natural sugar, which like as long as you're not overdoing it, your body can process yeah. that a lot better than like the sugar from Dr Pepper. Not a sponsor. It's a mini can, man. I know it's a mini can. It's from my fridge. You think I'm not drinking them too? Only no. difference is I drink them with bourbon. Which, by the way, I love that I, for the longest time, I was like, let's have some whiskey. Let's have some whiskey together. And you were like, And all no, it took no. was a hurricane to get me to start drinking bourbon. That's And that's fine. I just want you to acknowledge that on air. I, I can fully acknowledge on air. I didn't have a taste for bourbon until the night that Ida hit land. And I was sitting in uh, Gladys's parents' kitchen. You we were listening to the radio. The, 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 the motherboard. The, the mother bunker. The mother um, bunker. Yeah. That's it. We're, we're sitting in the mother bunker, uh, listening to the radio, listening to the moment where the the tower, the communications tower, fell over into the river. Like tinfoil. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep, and I turned to uh, uh, Engineer Dad and went, uh, I'd like a drink, please. <laughs> Whatever you're having. What do you like have in drink. your hand right now? Yeah. Thank you. I'd like a drink. Can I please. have another, please? Uh and and yeah, that's when I got uh, I started drinking bourbon. So yeah, for for now, my drink of choice is bourbon and Dr Pepper or bourbon and uh, cherry coke. You know what you should try bourbon and, and mucho mango. The uh, the Arizona tea, iced tea. Oh yeah, great mix with it. Yeah, great mix. No, you mainly it's, it's like a mimosa, but it's the reverse. It's a giant cup of mango. P- put in a little bit of whiskey. Mix it. Perfect. That's the mixology portion. Anyway, Wolverines uh, get ambushed by a bunch of helicopter gunships. Uh, Daryl gets Tony and Robert Swiss cheesed. Yeah, I'm sorry, not Daryl. Robert gets Swiss. Robert cheesed. gets Swiss cheesed. Uh, trying to just have one big last stand, yeah, like literally uh, mano a mano against the fucking gunship, and he just gets Swiss cheesed. Uh, um, Charlie Sheen uses an RPG to blow up the what's yeah. inside the, and I love that. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller's sister uh, has a, basically a grenade under her. So when they pull yeah. her up, it explodes. And I love that. I love the general's face. Is like, looks at the other guy. He's like, fucking asshole. You didn't check, you dumbass. Yep. Like, um, what the fuck is your problem? At that point, Jed and Matt just straight up say goodbye to the group. And even write their names on the uh, the rock. The, the big tombstone. Oh, you mean not, not the not the, not the Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery? No, and not Dwayne the Rock Johnson either. Oh, okay. Um, the the, the big rock, it. memorial rock that they've Ooh. written all the Wolverines' names on. Or Ares Rock from Australia. Uh, they basically consider themselves dead. Like, they're, they're going like, y'all get the fuck out of here. We're going to go on a suicide mission because we don't want to live anymore. They're the true suicide squad. They, uh, sure. Suicide duo. <laughs> Uh, death duo, I guess. Death um, duo, that's it. We found it. We found duo. it together. So, uh, Jed and Matt form the death duo, and they just go in guns a-blazing. Wreck a lot of shit. Wreck a lot of shit. 
uh, uh, the colonel finds them because he's some kind of hunter genius. I are guess. we talking about the the the, the not w- the guy who has second thoughts about all this? Oh, okay. Not that guy. Okay. The, not, the guy who literally right before no, Jed President attack, not El Presidente, not El Presidente. Not, yeah, the guy who right before Jed and Matt attack is literally writing a letter to his wife, going, "I hate this shit. I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm so tired of this bullshit. Well, I was a revolutionary at one point, and now I'm helping the people who are taking over. Like I, the my my opponent is what I was ten years ago, and it feels wrong." And I kind of admire that viewpoint being in this movie. Oh, the El Presidente? Yeah. Oh, 1,000%. He's, I, he's a great character from the other perspective because he makes you men- mentally understand. It humanizes the enemy just enough. Not not to the point where we're siding with bad people, but we're being shown that even in the bad, quote-unquote, faction, there are people who are not 100% on board with this and are trying to either reverse it or get the fuck out. Um, but we're talking about comrade, yes, hunting, yeah, the death duo, yeah, the guy who comes in with a whole PowerPoint presentation on Wolverines, <laughs> and I love that he, I love. What, did you like his whole bit about when you hunt a fox? What do you do? You become the fox, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> why, why? So he basically gets shot by Jed, yeah, um, but uh, comrade shoots Charlie Sheen's character, yes, um. And as Jed is carrying Charlie Sheen out, we see a Presidente walk out with an AK-47, looks at them, and waves, waves them, them on, Yeah, drops his gun, and I don't know if my Spanish is 100%, but after living with Patron Silver and also Chef, Chef Miyagi. Miyagi, I'm pretty sure he goes, I have blood on my hands. Because I heard Manos, and that was like, I can put two and two together. He had literally said, I have blood on my hands. I'm done with this. And be- what I'm assuming, walks the fuck away. Yeah. Just is like, just walks off. Because he knows. He knows these brothers are dead. He, yeah. he knows, like, these are two brothers who have done their absolute best. And he sees a little bit of himself in these two. He sees the revolutionaries that they are. He sees these two kids that genuinely believe they're fighting the good fight. Yep. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not fucking with this. And also, um, as 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 that fades, as dissolves into the rock, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Before we the dissolve into the rock, though, I will say the part of this movie that did make me tear up a little bit, and I had to remember the scene earlier in the movie where the dad was talking to them and told them, "Remember when we go play on the swings?" The brothers go over to the swings, yep. and Swayze's character is telling Charlie Sheen's character, "Hey." Dad's going to be here soon. It's okay. Dad's going to be here soon. That's a gut-wrenching moment. My God. Fuck. Yeah. It's... I didn't want to bring it up because of it being so... It's a gut-wrenching moment. Fuck. But yeah, we see The Rock being turned into a full-on memorial. And we see an American flag, so we assume... That World War Three is over. And America won... Yeah, which, by the way, yeah, the whole time we were in this Colorado small town, war, this was the start of World War Three, And apparently by the end of the movie, this we World won. War Three is over. It's I'm guessing un- we won. It's an undetermined time of when the rock yeah. became a memorial. Yeah. How do you think they much, how, how do you think, 
How much do you think they paid Dwayne The Rock Johnson to stand there behind that fence in an alternate 19... Uh, uh, probably nothing, because he wasn't wrestling yet. I mean, they could still pay him. And even if it was wrestling, do you think Vince McMahon pays his wrestlers enough? No. They're considered no. independent contractors. All right, John Oliver, thanks for I was about to say, I, I literally rewatched that because the algorithm told me to recently. God. The algorithm got you? The algorithm um, told me to. So... All we got to say is that um, we understand this is a time capsule from 1984. Yes. We understand that there are some good viewpoints, there are some bad viewpoints, and there's some viewpoints that are still in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, so we so we wanted to review this movie only because I guess it's tongue-in-cheek compared to what is going on right now. Yeah. It, it's an unfortunate mirror. And the unfortunate part is that history seems to be repeating itself. But also, you know, the whole truth is stranger than fiction yep. thing. A lot of what's going on in Ukraine is oddly similar to... I can only imagine there are families and and teenagers and kids in Ukraine literally living Red Dawn right now uh, without any of the glorification. Just literally trying to fucking defend themselves I've from seen, uh, tyrants who go, today. Okay, hey, we're going to do a ceasefire. And then as everyone is getting up to leave, all right, ceasefire over, you're all dead. Like, or, it's so shitty. Or also the uh, the video that I saw today was basically um, a bunch of Ukrainian civilians walking towards soldiers as they're firing in the air for them to stop. Yeah. Uh, the Ukrainian citizens are walking and the Russians are like, please stop. I don't like. Yeah, we don't want to shoot you, but we kind of have to. And they just keep yeah. progressively keep going backwards and backwards and back because they don't want them to cross the inevitable line that they have to in order to do it because they've been told that this is a training exercise by Putin. <sighs> by putting him. By, put, by vanilla pudding. But I thought it was tapioca. Either way. Tapioca pudding himself. Look, I, I have never had. Good vanilla pudding. I've only had good chocolate pudding. I would agree uh, with that statement. Uh, especially snack packs. That vanilla snack mm. pack pudding is toxic and vile and gross. So I'm okay calling them vanilla pudding with the understanding of it's obviously the bad kind. Yeah, so it's a snack pack. It's this, yeah. The you, snack pack vanilla pudding. The off brand. Off brand vanilla pudding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you think about it, it makes sense because Putin is off-brand uh not gorbachev but the guys before him stalin lenin trotsky those assholes i mean i mean gorbachev was instrumental in the soviet union gorbachev was instrumental in the decline of the soviet but you know he's still alive today i did not know that yeah yeah i assumed he died a while ago like when putin took over when he's still alive but as we but before we rate this episode, let's be abundantly clear: uh, Vladimir Putin and the current Russian regime are evil and deserve to be tried for war crimes. Oh, because they are, without a doubt, let's be absolutely clear on this: are committing war crimes on a daily basis and, and deserve to be held accountable for those things. I sympathize with the civilians inside of Russia who want nothing to do with Putin and his insanity. And I hope y'all get out relatively unharmed and can live normal lives away from this madman. And also Putin himself is a glorified fucking asshole. Yeah. 
A literally literal, insane. Literal walking asshole. Literally insane. I also want to point out how grateful I am that we live in a country that has freedom of speech rules where I'm yeah going to I'm going to fly just for a second a very very small American flag. Okay. I, I, like when you started very hesitantly. This I'm not playing patriot patriotic music right now, but like I am flying a very small hesitant American flag and going It's about the size of your forefinger. Yeah, and 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 going, "Hey, I'm I'm glad we can live I'm glad we live in a country where we can talk Have shit the constitution about, about uh, we can talk objectively." About the people in charge and not be taken to a gulag. Uh, yeah, uh, well, one person, <laughs> 45, thought that he shouldn't be able to do that, which he's a fucking asshole. That's the other thing that makes this movie weirdly relatable and why I sympathize with the citizens inside of, and to be specific, the citizens of Russia who want nothing to do with Putin's madness. Uh, Putin. Because we were almost dragged into that with Trump. With 45. 45? Yeah. Yeah, that could have been way worse. It's okay. Let's uh, not talk about this. Let's not talk about this. We have a rating system here on yeah, Cinema Gems. Full gem an amazing movie, half gem an alright movie, no gem a horrible movie. Taking out certain circumstances. I can't believe I'm saying this, but whole gem. Cool. I just wanted to specify. I, I did not like when I sat down to watch this movie, I did not give I did not see myself giving a movie with this much of a patriot boner any more than a half gem. I can't believe I'm saying this. Whole gem. Okay. Because I was going to say, without current circumstances, and with, well, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't have nostalgia glasses for it. But I don't. I have literally no nostalgia glasses for it. I was born six years after this movie came out. Like. 1990? Yeah. Or 92? Sorry, eight years. I was about to after say. the movie came out. I was point say. stands even stronger. But no, so I just wanted to specify that. Without certain, like if we were just reviewing this movie just in the middle of March, just on a regular, God, I if, hate to if say there, this. If there wasn't something str- like terrifyingly relevant, making this movie terrifyingly relevant, uh, this would still be a whole gem. Oh, I this was, is, I, I just hope it doesn't become a survival guide. I was going to say a whole gem with a little tiny, yeah. small American flag. T- tiny, hesitant, but tiny American flag of like, look, it's hard for me to feel patriotic knowing all of the terrible things our country has done to marginalized peoples. And to start wars. And to also overthrow Boy, people. Boy, it could be worse. Oh, that feels weird coming out of my mouth. It does, it does oh. leave a weird taste in your mouth. Uh, kind of sour. Don't, I don't love it. I'm, okay. I'm going to take the tiny flag down now. So, I'm done. It's at half mast? <laughs> yeah, it's at half mast. <laughs> um, so, uh, we have a segment that I've been wanting to bring back. And I'm excited because I mentioned it to you beforehand. And we're going to go ahead and right. do it. But we, but we also have to do quarantine watch list as well. You want to do news or quarantine first? We're doing th- the news first. One, two, a one, a a. Uh, news, 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 news. Yes, oh, I've been wanting to do that again for so long. So, do you want sequel talk? Go for sequel talk. All right, uh, I am Legend Two is happening with Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith, okay. the same writer from the original one. Okay. Um, do you think they're going to do flashbacks? I, I that would or make a prequel. Sense. A prequel that would make flashbacks sense. of. I have no idea. Maybe it's wait. 
Okay, spoilers for... This is I Am Legend, right? Yeah. Spoilers for I Am Legend 1 if you haven't seen it. Did Will Smith's character sleep with the doctor that got away at the end? I think it's implied. Okay, so... I also like the alternate... She has a, she has his son after uh, she after he helps, and him it could be voice away. recordings that he's listened to his dad. That's possible. Played by Will Smith. Man, we just wrote your movie for you. I I mean, but, hey, Paramount, whoever's releasing this movie, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Whatever. <laughs> I, do you think I have any studio allegiances? None of y'all are paying me. Fuck off. Uh, and the third Hercule Poirot movie, uh, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, it's it's coming out, and Kenneth Branagh. What on was the, the second one? Death on the Nile. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. And um, Kenneth Branagh's on the fence. Because I loved the first one. I loved Murder on the Orient Express. See, I like the... As much as I have to say this, statably, the weird fact that I like the second one better, mainly because they give him a backstory with flashbacks, and I like that character a lot. Okay. And that's this thing that I didn't want to know, but I'm glad I do know. Okay. So that's why I like that one better. Okay. I'm glad they didn't do those things in the first movie because it sounds like they did that in the second movie in a way that would, uh, that, that was relevant to the ongoing Correct. plot and mystery of Correct. the movie. Um, but yeah, Kenneth Branagh's on the fence if he wants to direct and act or if he just wants to act. Okay. Or just direct. I'm happy with him doing either. And I'm confident that if he just wants to act, he can find another director that's perfect for the job. But he is Gildory Lockhart himself. You know how he's like, he has to be. I'm not saying Kenny he... Branagh in real life is actually a really cool dude. He's just absurdly talented. And that's why I don't know. He's not nearly as full of himself as Gildory Lockhart. That's why he could play Gildory Lockhart so well. It's scary how well he played it. Oh, it's my favorite performance from the whole Harry Potter series. Besides it's my favorite. Maybe Maggie Smith. It's one of my favorite Kenneth Brenner roles. Yeah, 100%. Like, literally, whenever I see... You know how you have that defying role for yeah. a character? If he's in anything, I just go, it's Gilderoy Lockhart. It's Gilderoy Lockhart. That's exactly he's, what He was absolutely perfect as Gilderoy Lockhart. But from what I could tell... Kenneth Snape Ron was pretty good, too. General... Oh, R.A.P. Alan Rickman. Uh, from what I can tell... Kenneth Braun is a pretty cool dude in real life. He's just absurdly multi-talented. And that's why I don't know if he would want to give that away. Is because he knows how well he can make a movie. I would applaud him if he did. I would applaud him if he just directed. Yeah. Because Belfast was amazing. And I want that to win Best Picture. Mm. I want that to win Best Picture. I never saw it. You would like it. You would like it. My, my, my Oscar picks this year are going to be really boring when we get to them because I didn't go to see any movies in theaters. I know what it's going to be. Doom. Alright, TV Bites. <laughs> uh, uh, so, have you ever seen Quantum Leap? Yes. So, they're doing a reboot with... with Scott Bakula? No, with, uh, with Raymond Lee. Um, so, I'm assuming maybe they could do this. Uh, this is my... my my pitch, my oh, pitch. Oh yeah, for who's it. Raymond Lee? Um, he's a, he's a, he's a. I think he's. I'm not saying he's a nobody. Googling, but he is. I he I have not seen him in anything that much. Uh, but here's okay. my here's my pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my pitch. You ready? What else has has he been in anything? Uh, give me a second. I'm, okay. I'm going on his IMDb page. So so basically, my pitch is he learned what Samuel Beckett did 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dr. Samuel Beckett did. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he wants to recreate it to help him find home because I finished Quantum Leap and Dr. Samuel Beckett never returned home. Yeah. So at the end of season one, he meets Scott Bakula and bam, it's time traveling. He's duo. mostly been supporting roles on a bunch of TV shows, including Always Sunny and okay. Rick and Morty and Modern Family, Mozart in the Jungle, Here and Now, Magnum, the new Magnum P.I. Okay. Um, yeah, he's mostly been supporting roles in TV shows. He seems to be okay. That's my pitch for Quantum Leap season one. Okay. What do you think? I like it. Okay. Um, and also... Um, I'll watch it as long as NBC doesn't make me pay more money for it. Electric Mayhem series is coming to Disney+. Plus. Wait, like Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? So I'm after touring go. for 40 years... They come back to record a live, not a live, but a studio album. Yeah. And the Does animal eat the studio. Uh, no, the the uh, I can't think of the person's name that is uh, Doctor Teeth. No, 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 the human, the the producer that oh. makes them learn contemporary music. Just look up Electric Mayhem uh, series and human. I uh, can't think of her name right now, but she's basically bringing them up to speed on 40 years of pop culture yeah. music. <laughs> and I want to see that, but I hope... Lily Singh. I, uh, she's really L- good. Lily Singh is going to be... I hope it's not in the same vein of the Muppet TV show that was on NBC. I, NBC. I never I never got to see it. Um, it's okay. But apparently this is from the creator of the Goldbergs. Which I'm very excited for. As long as it's the early season of the Goldbergs, not the later seasons. I, I think so, but I'm sure our amazing listeners will correct us. Um, yeah, that sounds exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm always down for uh, a show about a band, a show about a bunch of musicians. My favorite D&D characters to play are bards. So My favorite Star Wars anime episode. Also, Yes. <laughs> No, I would watch. Do you like a, my perfect no joke. representation of you? Fuck you, but also <laughs> no joke. I would watch a whole series about that fucking uh, punk pop band of Tatooine. <laughs> Absolutely, let's do it. Oh, uh, and also John DiMaggio right. <laughs> is back as Bender Thank for Futurama, God, which I can only hope means Hulu is paying him what he fucking deserves. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, let's start with what the fuck news. How about this? Go for it. Okay, so I got some really fucked up news, some fucked up news, and some fucked up news. Go, just go for all of it. All right, cool. It's all pretty fucked uh, up. Keanu Reeves is playing Batman. In? DC Pets. Okay, I'm yeah. down. Which, by the way, I hung out with Dr. Almond Kringle the other day, and yeah. we were talking about it, and he was, and he that told That looks me, like fun. No, 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 it's fine. I just, I just find it hilarious that the article he read, it started off with Keanu Reeves is Batman and and he was just like wait what and then the, and then the way he mentioned it the article's like no nah, in DC Pets man like I was like wait did the article talk back to you <laughs> I miss Doctor Alban Kringle so glad to so see much. him Doctor Alban Kringle if you're if you're listening to this he better uh, be I we miss you uh, so much uh I'm glad where he is we miss him because he's not with us but I'm glad he's gone. Absolutely. Um, but I went and saw Hugh Jackman play some flag football the other night. Oh. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Uh, and also Disney Plus to add ads at a cheaper price. Would you get that or would you like no ads? No, I'm, I'm sticking with no ads. Same. Between my episodes of Kim Possible. Same. Or uh, Phineas and Ferb. Um, and uh, are you familiar with who Anthony Lee is? 
I'm sh- the name does sound vaguely familiar. The Boys. He's a Homelander. Okay, cool. He was yes. arrested for being drunk in Spain. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not just drunk, but... Drunk and belligerent. Drunk assault. Yeah. So, what Yeah, the he fuck? wasn't just being... It, what This isn't just public intoxication. He was being drunk and fucking belligerent. Um, and also, original stuff, uh, Bill Burr. You know who Bill Burr is, right? Yeah. Um, he is writing and directing... A movie called Old Dads. Uh, if this is anything like his Netflix series about a family in the 80s Look, where the dad's always it's the 70s. Okay. 70s, whatever. You need to finish it because the series gets really good and it actually justifies and come. he comes to the realization that, you know what? I don't need to be an asshole. I need okay. to just live my life and be who I want to be. Not just I'm, I'm fucking angry all the time. Yeah. He had closure with his father. And it was really good, and it also kind of made me have closure. Okay. And I was like, it kind of moved me out of my where I was like, damn, Bill Burr? Damn. But uh, also, um, you've seen Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man Homecoming? Yes. So you know the second Shocker guy? Yes. He is also in it as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that. That's all I got for uh, the news, but you're ready for the next segment? Are you? Uh, I think so. It's the quarantine watch list. What'd you watch when you were all alone? But I wasn't alone. I had the dogs. Close enough. Uh, uh, should we tell the listeners that we get really animated whenever we do that segment? I don't, what do you mean we get really animated? I'm just sitting here casually playing my ukulele. You're the one going full on 80s or 70s fucking sitcom intro. No, you had it right the first frame. time. 80s, like, oh, I had the dogs. Um, okay. Oh, my God. Uh, how long is your quarantine watch list? Because mine's not as long it's, as last it's week. It's not, actually. Okay. Uh, Star Trek V. I, I, I don't know if I have anything off the top of my head. Star Trek V, 1989. The one that William Shatner directed. Okay. It's aged weirdly well. Yeah. What is what what would God want with the starship? Oh my god. Uh I'm watching it with Patron and me and her both go at the same time. She was a little bit quicker than me. She goes Valid question <laughs> Answer the question. No, 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 just answer the question answer the question that was asked. <laughs> Don't skip god it. With the star starship. <laughs> I I love that you and Patron are watching all these Star Trek uh, Star Trek movies, and I love that Patron is genuinely appreciating all of these Star Trek movies because she's seen the original series. Yeah, um, which apparently after don't, we, don't ever let her go, Admiral. Oh no, she is after so special watch, for putting never let her go and, and watching Star Trek with you. Um, <laughs> the next one we have is uh, Undiscovered Country, which is basically an allegory for the fir- fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Um, and after that is Generations, which we both realized that we both kind of like. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're the weirdos that actually really like Star Trek Generations. But and not just because Malcolm McDowell. That's and, really one of the only reasons. Um, actually, and, and uh, member berries. Member? So, so many member berries in this movie, which is why I think a lot of people think it falls short. It feels like a greatest hits of Star Trek. But um, it's also, I don't know, we, we might get but, to reviewing But Patron said point. after we watch... After we watch uh, the the allegory for the fall of the Berlin Wall, we are going to watch, not right away, watch, I think it's what, the first two seasons of Star Trek Next Generation and then that movie happened? Or? Yes, I think so. So we'd have to watch up until that point, which she doesn't really have to. She can just watch a couple episodes. Yeah. Not a lot, but whatever. 
She at least needs there to watch the pilot. There isn't a whole lot of Star Trek Next Generation that is serialized. It's mostly episodic. You know how neurotic I am with things? Mm. My wife, my esposa, mm-hmm. likes to watch things from the beginning yep. till the end. So we will do it that way because mm-hmm. that's the way that she likes to watch things. So as much as I'm neurotic, that's my elbow. Sorry, headphone listeners. As much as I'm neurotic, I love her, but... That's one thing where I'm like, we can skip around. Oh no, when Gladys and I were binging through Phineas and Ferb, she googled the episodes in which, alright, in between this one and this one, we have to watch this Phineas and Ferb movie. Because that's where it falls chronologically. Um, and also, we've been watching a lot of stuff on Curiosity Stream. Uh, we watched been watching David Attenborough's documentary. Nice. We watched the Ant Mound one, that was really interesting. Uh, it talks about, like, ants. Yeah. In Swiss Alps. And uh, I gave Chef Miyagi my login code. And the joy on his eyes. When he's like, wait, this is all documentaries? I was like, he goes, thank you, mijo. <laughs> like, legit, he's just like, wait, so I can watch any documentaries I want? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh. He just, it, the joy in his face was like, I love this, man. That's amazing. Like, thanks. That's beautiful. And I also watched the movie Finch. With Tom Hanks and the robot and the dog. Not the robot dog. Yes. But the robot and yes. also the dog adjacent. Yes. Uh, on Apple TV. How was it? Holy pretty, pretty shit. That movie was fucking good. Yeah. Like there's there's a point where I was like, oh my God. Tom Hanks's character made this robot to take care of this dog. Holy shit. The dog is Tesla. Oh. And I made a robot to take oh. care of Tesla. That's adorable. And it's nice to see the, the, because we've established already in pop culture that AI can gain a consciousness. So I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't do that. They literally just went, okay, cool. He can walk. All right, cool. And as the movie progressed, they used the dog to humanize him. Uh, because in an alternate universe, I'm sorry, in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, uh, the ozone layer breaks Mm. in some parts of the world and they can't go outside during the day because they'll burn because of uv rays so that's why they go on a trek to go to san francisco because the best reaction possible to tom hanks's character was great when he's like we could go we could go east but then again people and i'm just like 100 percent relatable to that exact statement excluding the pandemic going on right now i would so- actually Highly suggest checking out the movie. Okay. Um, and also, I saw Uncharted. Oh. Yeah. Was that as bad as I think it is? Half of it was. Uh, because it's such terrible casting. Uh, it's awful casting. Look, I would never have cast uh, Marky Mark. Oh, as he's Sully. The, it's to be so honest with bad. you, he's the worst part. But some character choices in it are good that he makes. Tom Holland, to me, I would have gone with someone else. A little bit older, maybe. A little bit. Just a little. Yeah, because he's a little he's twenty five. He's but not he's young. Still real yeah. baby face. Just like just a little. Bit. He's still pretty fucking. Like baby one of the Hemsworth face. brothers. Yeah, would have been fine. Not. not uh, I don't. know. I mean, like the one that was in the Hunger Games. I don't know. Yes, the one in Hunger Games. So, my quarantine watch list is kind of weird because oh, it's a, it's a bunch of YouTubers. I wasn't done, but go ahead. Uh, I'll let you get back to yours in a second. I got to save the best for last. And I'll let you get there. 
after I, so it's, it's a few short things. It's mostly YouTube. I've been watching a lot of Charles Cornell. He is one of my favorite music uh, theorists on YouTube right now. As well as Adam Neely have both, both broken down uh, a, a bunch of amazing musical things, including John Williams, uh, Olympic fanfare, um, as well as Steven Universe music. Or? No, 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 not Chariots of Fire. It's called Bugler's Dream. But am I correct that it? But I am correct that it shows up in Chariots of Fire. No. Oh, okay, cool. Chariots of Fire is. See, I always thought that was John. That's by an Vangelis. I thought I always thought that was. No. Thank you for calling me. I'm actually that is not John Williams. Um, so I'm watching a lot of music theory YouTubers because they're great. And they're helping me feel like less of a lame musician for not having performed in a while. Yeah, I up. have the giant L on my forehead. L for you. love. Exactly. Uh, um, I also, kind of to tie this back into Red Dawn and everything going on right now with the current events in Ukraine and Russia right now. Uh, Red Dawn inspired me to look up two separate things. Um, because of Red Dawn specifically yes. in it? Yeah, but because of Red Dawn and because of everything going on right now. I looked up one, a very specific clip from the show MASH. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Uh, where. That's a dig. That's a, that's a big I know. dig. I know. It's a bit of a leap, but I, and I, look, I loved MASH growing up. MASH is one of the shows that I'd watch on TV land with my Mimi. See with that and Taxi for me. Uh, MASH was one of the shows that I'd watch on TV land with my, with my grandmother, my Mimi growing up. Uh, anytime I'd go over to her place after school because my parents weren't off yet. Um, and I still go back to watch MASH. And Thank I will say the, the the one glaring flaw of MASH, even though it is a beautiful show, I will acknowledge uh, the only person of color, the only named person of color on that show is Spear Chucker Jones. Not a great look, but putting that aside, there are some amazing insights uh, built into that show. Uh and my favorite one being the quote where, do you know the difference between war and hell? In hell, there are no innocent bystanders. Uh, in war, there's all these people who want nothing to do with this violence, this insanity. And they're just trying to live their normal lives and they're just caught in the fucking crossfire. Yep. And innocent people have to clean up that mess that they wanted nothing to do with. Yep. Um, I was also reminded, and I went to go back and watch some clips on YouTube of the movie War Games. Because oh, hey! Red we reviewed Dawn, that movie. Uh, we did, and thank you for making me review that movie. It's a phenomenal movie that I highly recommend right now. It's probably the best and, uh, Matthew Broderick role. <laughs> I, I agree, actually. Uh, and the, the idea from that movie is, in war, there are no winners. War is an unwinnable game. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. Red Red Dawn and watching Red Dawn and seeing everything going on in Ukraine right now made me think of those two things in particular. They felt very heavy and very poignant to me. Uh, the, the idea that war is worse than hell and that it drags innocent people in and that in war there are no winners. It's uh, just chaos. For anybody who wants to go back and listen to it, that's episode 255. I, I want to point out that throughout this podcast, throughout this show, and anytime we've ever talked about a war movie, heavy air quotes, we never do it with the intention of glorifying war or bloodshed. Never. 
if anything, we're trying to highlight the absurd cost of war, the absurd uh, and irreparable damage that it causes. Uh, I think if we're going to leave y'all with anything, I know you've got a few more quarantine watch lists, okay. right? Uh, I also want to ask you about what did you think of the music? You didn't mention the music. It was okay. Uh, um, oh, who was it? Basil Paudoris? From Red Dawn. From yeah. Red Dawn. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure the, yeah, music by Basil Paudoris. And I know I know that name. Uh, g- give me a I'll sec. pad for time. Pad for time. So, so in Uncharted, Marky Mark is horribly miscast. I wish they would have got somebody a little bit older, but everybody else in that movie, great. Except for, I really wanted Antonio Banderas to be in it a little bit longer than what he was. And also, we get to see, we get to see Drake put on the the shoulder holster. Mm. Literally picks it off a guy, puts it on, and I was like, I was one of the only people in the theater, I was like, yeah, he put it on, yeah. And the unsung hero to that movie is Marky Mark's cat. Huh. Okay. Do you want me to elaborate on that statement? Sure, go for okay. it. So, although I do remember the cat, I I've never owned a PlayStation except for the PSP, so I've never actually played through the Uncharted games. Excuse me. Good one. Uh, thank you. But um, I've I've seen enough cutscenes to know that the cat is a predominant character throughout the game series. So, so I'm glad they included that in here. So, so the best part is, is I like in you know the scene where he shows up and Marky Mark has the mustache. Yeah. And uh, Drake's like, what are you doing? Like, and he's like, oh, blah, blah. and he's like, sorry, I'm late. And he's like, what? You go back for the cat? Literally has a book bag for the cat in it, and has a little space hole like this so the cat can peek out. Oh, little fish eyes. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, you know what? Backpacks. That's the only scene that I could believe Marky Mark oh my God. in an Uncharted movie. Yeah, the only scene where I'm like, you get that? That's a that's a gold star. So, that is a gold star. You, you ready for me to tell you all the things that Basil Poldoris uh, has worked on? Yes. Uh, Blue Lagoon, Conan oh. the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Red Dawn, Robocop, Hunt for Red October, uh, Flight of the Intruder, Return to Blue Lagoon, uh, Wait, Hot, Shots Part, Hot Shots Part Do, Free Willy, Robocop 3, Lassie, fucking... This guy has done a lot my God, he also did a lot more on TV as well. Um, his last movie score was uh, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles and The Touch. Oh, uh, what a what's a way to go out on, right? <laughs> um, great composer, and honestly, I loved the music throughout this movie. It was Good. pretty phenomenal. Um, uh, I'm also going to lead up to one thing that I really want to talk about, but. Uh, I got Paramount Plus for the $1 for the three months. Okay. Because um, I think we're getting rid of Netflix for okay. a while. Um, so, but whatever. So we are... So so we got Paramount Plus and we started watching Legend of the Hidden Temple. Cool. Oh my god. The new one? No. Or the old one? The old one. It's pretty great, right? It is so... Why did it's we like this great. so much as a kid? It's pretty great. Like Just the fact that they're like, you're not going home empty-handed. Yo-yos, hands and yo-yos. <laughs> you're not going home empty-handed. Walkman. Because for some reason, when we were kids, the idea of going through a Capitalism. giant themed a giant themed McDonald's play place. Uh, just for really petty prizes was really cool to us. All I gotta say is, I hope that. You know how whenever you sold the most amount of candy bars in school yeah. and you got to pick from here and here and here? Yeah. 
So whenever those people got didn't get go any further, they also got the first things. Like if you got if you got the super soaker, you also got the the Walkman oh and God. yeah, and also the yo yo. Like yeah, you yeah. specific got all three. That's what it's, I it's Price is Right rules. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and also we watched South Park, the post COVID episode. Oh God! All okay, right. so it's weirdly better than the first one. Only because they do something different than just a regular episode. Yeah. They grow them up. Okay. Uh, I I thought it was interesting. A good choice. Butters was hilarious in it. He's all about set it, selling NFTs. <laughs> of course Butters. Cause of course set, it's Butters that does NFTs. It's because it's set 30 years after COVID. What does NFT stand for? Wrong answers only. Oh, God. That's what I want on the Twitter poll. Cinema Gems, uh, Cinema Gems underscore pod. Nope. What Cinema Gems if- pod. Oh, wait. No, you're wrong. Twitter. I'm thinking At of Instagram. Cinema Gems underscore Sorry. pod. Excuse you. I'm actually. Uh, I, I want to know. What do y'all think? What does NFT stand for? Wrong answers only. Um, also, I've watched some of that new Animaniacs. I actually watched the Putin episode last night. I loved New Animaniacs. <laughs> um, I loved it so much. Also, uh, Monk's been playing on MeTV on su- Sunday nights. Cool. And me and Patron were watching it, and we saw the person who used to be, uh, like, was the um, the mascot, took mm-hmm. off her hat. It was a f- fucking young Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit! And Patron's like, you gotta start somewhere. Amazing. Um, and also, there's another thing that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and I'm really excited. What you got? The unexplained. UN capital X. Explain. No what E. Is, what does that mean? That is the Bill Shatner narrated paranormal docuseries. Oh, God. It is so bad. But William Shatner is the only reason why I watch it. It's because literally... He just, like, is sitting on a swivel chair at a studio with giant hanging screens. And he looks at the camera, talks to it, and then turns on the swivel chair. No indication that there is a screen that he watches along with us and narrates it. No indication about that. And then the best part is he'll say things weirdly. Because he's, he's Bill Shatner. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, you might be even a part of a cult now. He shares a picture of Star Trek. I'm like, at a Trek convention? Wow, you're, you, you're a dick. You're a dick. You're a dick, Bill Shatner. I'm not just saying that because I know the stories are true. But you're a dick. And also, like, he'll be like, they didn't know that would be the last ride of their death. Oh, my God. And I'm like, why, Bill Shatner? Why? So uh, this is this has gone on a little bit long. Which Oh, and also I read Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. I like that one a lot better than House on the Cerulean Sea. And also I read Death on an Isle. Besides the movie, Death on an Isle by Kenneth Branagh, not much has changed. That's all I got for the quarantine watch list. So, uh, thank y'all for sticking with us for this uh, slightly longer, but I hope it was worth it, episode of Cinema Gems. It's Red Dawn, man. I know, it's Red Dawn, and I hope we had Wolverines! I hope y'all enjoyed our take on this movie. Uh, Let us know what you think about the movie Red Dawn, um, and our take on this movie. You can email us. The listeners can't see what you're trying to show me. Do you want to describe them? So, we have the Star Wars hat kid. Yeah. We have, that's that's the guy who is counting all the bodies. Then we have Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze. I want this, 
You to can be email on... us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. I want that to be on our BFF. You can tweet us at uh, cinemagems uh, underscore pod. You can see our Instagram page, which we need to upload more. Yep, on. totally. 1,000% doing it all the time. Cinema Gems yep. Pod. And also, you can follow us on the website, lowrainpictures.com. You can see our back catalog of episodes. And when you're bored with us, you can go over to the Your 30 tab. Or just skip us in general. And go that, to we're fine with that. As long as you're supporting the the Your 30 guys, That that's fine. We'll, we'll give you a pass. We and also, Kevin anyway. George, thank you for letting us use your music. Sorry, I just got to get those two things out of here. Oh, and we should tell uh, Dead Tom goodnight again. <laughs> Good night, Dead Tom. Good night, Dead Tom. And also, guys, we just want to say that Black Lives Always Matter. We'll wipe your hooves. We'll see you later. But Black Lives always, always matter. Still do. Always will. Love you guys. Bye.